Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy to understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey there, I'm Paul Rabelais here, here with another really podcast. Um, something we see a lot. Um, I'm going I'm to lay it out for you. So married couple, Louisiana, starting to get a little older. And um, one spouse, let's call it the husband, kind of starts to get sick. Uh, maybe stroke, maybe dementia, could be, could be anything. And, and their plan has always been they're going to take care of each other. If one gets sick, they're going to stay at home. The, the, the spouse who's, who's well can really handle things. So the plan is always, you know, stay at home. But then one spouse gets sick, and according to plan, the, the spouse who's not sick you know, covers the, the household duties. And, and then maybe the spouse who gets sick may get really sick, have a stroke, go to the hospital, um, wind up having to go to some type of rehab facility or nursing home for rehabilitation services. And the family starts to see uh, that, um, you know, when someone goes to a hospital and then they go to a nursing home or rehab facility for rehab, their Medicare coverage will pay for just a, a limited number of days of rehab if they were in the hospital prior to going to the rehab facility. But the family starts realizing that, hey, if once those limited number of days runs out, that Medicare is going to cover rehab. And if our our parent, our spouse needs to stay in the nursing home, then we got to cover that cost. And it's very, very expensive. You know, many, 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 you know, thousands of dollars a month. And, you know, Medicare doesn't pay for that. So the family starts to wake up a little bit. And then let's say they, they avoid that scenario because after rehab, they're able to move that husband, that father back home, and they're able to kind of get through that situation uh, without a you know, really long-term permanent nursing home situation. And then let's say, unfortunately, one day the husband passes away. Now, typically a few days, a week, maybe a couple of weeks after that husband dies, that surviving wife and maybe the children um, come in to our law office with the for the primary reason of wanting to complete the husband's succession. And they need to do that because that surviving wife, she can't uh, do anything such as trade in or sell the vehicles. Um, she won't be able to sell the home, which she's thinking about doing. Uh, she can't access investment accounts that were in the husband's name. Sure, if he had an IRA, um, he probably named his wife as the beneficiary and she can get access to that. But if she he had other investments outside of his retirement account, she would not have access to any of that. So she comes into the office um, with the intent of completing his probate or his succession. And maybe he had a will and he left everything to his wife and maybe he had a will or didn't have a will. And as a result of that, his wife inherited what's called the Louisiana usufruct of his estate. And so we move along on a conversation about, you know, the simplest and easiest way to, to complete that, to do all the legal work, to work with the judge's office, to, to 
get the husband's name off of the home and other assets, clear up the title of those things so she can access things, she can sell things that she needs to. And um, always in that conversation, I usually need to be a little bit sensitive, but some, and I'll typically and bring up some and say something like, you know, Miss So-and-so, you came in here to complete your husband's succession. We're, we're on our way to getting that done. But, you know, sometimes in situations like this, when a spouse dies, leaves, leaving a surviving spouse with a home and with some money and with a, a goal toward trying to preserve this for the, for the children one day, um, I, I wonder if we should have a conversation about what you could do now to make sure that if you have a you know long-term care nursing home situation, uh, what can we do now to uh, give you some assurance that all of these assets will be protected for yourself and ult ultimately for your children down the road? And again, I always feel like I need to be a little sensitive. That's not that's not what they told me why they why they came in. They came in to complete the husband's succession, or in other states we call it probate. And but it seems like in uh, especially when the circumstances warrant it, and and that family realizes they could lose everything, um, and and maybe that that couple uh, at the time of the first spouse's death had a home maybe two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars of life savings, the the kind of amount of money that could get wiped out from a just a few short years in a nursing home facility. So um, I bring up I bring that up just to see if they're interested in discussing it. And it seems like 98% of the time they they when I ask the question that way, they jump on it and they're like, they have to know what they need to do. And I think the reason for that is because while both spouses were alive, they kind of figured that if one spouse got sick, the, the spouse who wasn't sick could, could handle things and the couple could stay at home. But now that there's just one spouse, if that spouse gets sick, there's going to be nobody in the home to take care of things. So it's more likely that that surviving spouse who gets sick has, has a stroke, has dementia, arthritis, you name the, the illness or ailment that would require long-term care. There's, there's more concern now for, because the surviving spouse um, has no one to take care of that surviving spouse in his or her home. So the possibility of, of needing nursing home care, according to their view, increases because they're just uh, by themselves. So, and it seems like that surviving spouse is now more serious because they've just lost a spouse. They realize that, you know, life is precious and anybody can go anytime. And so the surviving spouse now realizes that, um, they're going to go at some point and they 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 really feel a responsibility to try to protect what they have for their family. So that's that's when we can and and look if you work with the right attorney who understands all these different areas of the law related to this then things can really work out well compared to the one who kind of just gets you through a succession. 
So the idea here is, is do all of this at once when it's so much more efficient. Um, it's an overall plan or program designed not only to complete the first spouse to die's succession, but also to eliminate the possibility that the surviving spouse's illness or potential illness will wipe out the estate of the surviving spouse and then all done correctly eliminate the need for a succession when that surviving spouse passes away. So when all of that's done together, it's so much more efficient that we can kind of bundle all of these legal services uh, once and in one shot. And it really minimizes the effect and the, the effort and the, uh, and the red tape and the bureaucracy and the legal expense that, that comes with completing a probate and then a separate matter um, providing the necessary legal services to protect assets from you know, long-term care expenses. So really, um, now, who is this discussion not necessarily for? You know, the, the, the mega multimillionaires, they'll, they'll cover their own long-term care expenses. You know, if they got to pay eight grand a month, if they got to pay 14 grand a month to get long, the kind of long-term care that they want and they need, they'll, they'll cover it. The multimillionaires will cover it. We don't, we don't even want to have the, uh, the long-term care Medicaid conversations with people who have enough resources so that it you know doesn't even dent their financial picture if they got to fork out you know ten thousand dollars a month or more on their own long-term care needs for for you know even even if that that need might last for years but it's it's a conversation and i know that across louisiana and quite frankly across the country spouses are passing away and the kind of on the corner lawyer who does a little of this and a little of that is is really just addressing that probate need um, because the the Medicaid laws are complicated. Not every lawyer who can handle a probate really understands the intricacies of uh, you know long term care Medicaid regulations. So the conversation just isn't happening. And if the client brings it up and the, and the lawyer who's not familiar with all these regulations tries to help them, it usually results in some adverse tax consequences, uh, loss of control. And so uh, just, just be careful. Make sure uh, if you have these conversations, make sure it's with someone who's, who's uh, uh, well-versed enough to be able to, to structure things the way you want them structured give you the control that you need to have, but still accomplish the desired results of trying to you know, keep as much of what you have for yourself and for your family. So my, my moral of this story is um, when, uh, and, and look, there's other times to have this conversation, but an ideal time, if you hadn't had it yet, is when the first spouse dies, and I know it's emotional, and I know it's difficult, and I know there's grieving, and I know that probably the first thought on people's mind is, boy, we got to do this probate or we got to do this succession because I'd like to sell the house and I can't sell it until I complete all this legal work. <clears throat> but if you can, at the same time that you have that conversation, 
have the more longer term conversation of, is there anything else I should be doing now that my spouse has passed away to ensure that um, I keep what I have in my family, then um, the the potential long-term care, potential Medicaid qualification discussion becomes just as important, if not more important, than the succession slash probate discussion, whatever you want to call it. So some do's and don'ts, have the conversation, uh, do work with really an attorney who uh, understands and can accomplish all of these things. Somebody who understands not only probate law, but property law, trust code, tax consequences, both uh, gift and estate, capital gains tax, income tax consequences, someone who understands retirement account distributions, taxation of annuities, how to transfer ownership of different types of assets, how, to, how different assets can go into trust, tax consequences of different types of trusts, both income, capital gains tax, all that plays into um, uh, keeping things in the family. So do make sure you you get the right knowledge that you need. And then, and then some don'ts, again, don't ig- ignore these things. And in fact, when a, when a spouse dies, that's surviving spouse. Um, I, I've seen statistics, I can't quote them, but you know, a surviving spouse or surviving spouse's life expectancy is, is decreased when the first spouse dies. And there's lots of emotional and I guess, you know, reasons for that. But when families try to protect what they have from losing it to the nursing home, they've got to have the legal planning in place at least five years before they go to a nursing home. So don't procrastinate on having that conversation. Be, be proactive and um, at least get the information so you can make an informed decision. All right. So I hope that helps. It's uh, um, The idea here is when a spouse dies, as difficult as that is, Uh, you can have some conversations that long-term can really protect what you and potentially, or or even you and your spouse have worked, you know, many, many decades to, uh, to acquire and save. Hope that helps. I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm a Louisiana estate planning attorney. Um, Websites, RabelaisEstatePlanning.com. I know you don't know how to spell Rabelais, but give it a shot. There's an S on the end. Y'all have a great day.